I'm Holly. I'm a business strategist who loves a good plan and flowchart and is crazy passionate about teaching women like you how to build your dream job and scale to six figures and beyond without sacrificing your weekends and priorities. I believe strongly to my core that you can create a routine you love with the right strategy, product suite, aka what you are actually selling, and simple systems to create a lifestyle that works and a business that scales without burnout. Because here's the thing, it's not just about managing your time. It's about embracing that time freedom and really working on unlocking that freedom together so that you can do more of what you love. After 22 years in corporate strategy, working for Fortune 500 companies, I ditched the office to build a now seven-figure business with my husband full-time. And P.S., we did it in less than two years during the pandemic with twins. Oh my goodness. My goal here is to provide you with unfiltered insights into behind the scenes of entrepreneurship. What works, what doesn't practical tips you can implement right now, as in right after listening. I want you to consider this podcast, your online business MBA, delivered directly to your inbox, intertwined with the realities of being a working mom, exploring life, and the invaluable lessons learned along the way. Think of the Crush the Rush podcast as your weekly one-stop shop for actionable business planning, guiding you on the next steps and explaining the why, the really important things behind each move. We'll keep you motivated and uplifted as you learn from some of the industry's best experts. So grab your sparkly beverage, I'm sipping on a chai tea, and get ready to learn to do less better. Let's scale your dream business and finally have the freedom to focus more on what you love. This is the Crush the Rush podcast. I am super excited to announce that the next cohort of the Collective Mastermind is officially kicking off. And the best part is, is we gave it a makeover. So the new nine-month mastermind is nothing like you have ever experienced before. Because as we say, a life priorities-focused business is the fastest way to multi-six figures. And I'm going to teach you exactly how. So if you aren't familiar with our mastermind, we combine strategy and mindset and then layer on our sought-after community and toolkit. But let's just get real for a second. So in today's business and economy, you have to continue to grow and pivot or you're going to be left behind, period. What makes this different? I have only run my business in a pandemic, a recession, or whatever you want to call our current state. We now have a full team and I have retired myself and my husband in less than three years. And in the last 15 months, we have crossed the half a million mark in revenue. And I did most of this while working full time. I'm not saying this just to throw out numbers. I am saying this to show you that it is possible. This mastermind is not cookie cutter. It is not one size fits all. I actually adapt to you and your goals and provide you with the structure and accountability to scale. And my ultimate goal, again, let's just be real, is for you to make your investment back and more. Unlike other masterminds, if you happen to have mastermind trauma, you actually get access to me directly. As in, I am right here building it with you. You get the power of the group, but the benefit of the one-on-one. So this is a perfect fit for you if you have started a business and are ready to scale to multi-six-figure and seven figures. You are ready to buy back your time and energy. You want to expand your team in a way that makes sense for you and saves time. 
you are ready to have consistent 10K, 20K, 30K months and beyond, and you are really ready to step into that true CEO role. It is time to pivot. It is time to be a part of a community to support you with the expansion, alignment, and profit that you want to make in your business. So I'm going to make this super, super, super easy because my goal is to help you do less better and make more money. Who doesn't want that? Just DM me mastermind and I'll share you the next steps and how to apply. You can also grab the link in the show notes or go to hollymurrayhaines.com forward slash crush the rush collective. And yes, in case you were curious, all of our famous retreats are included and they also got a makeover too. So just DM me mastermind and I will share the next steps with you or you can go to hollymurrayhaines.com forward slash Crush the Rush Collective. On this episode of the Crush the Rush podcast, I am so excited to bring on my friend and fellow Crush the Rush Collective mastermind member, Laurieann Kuntz. Laurieann is a mom of two littles, a farmer's wife, and a virtual bookkeeper and CFO for creative entrepreneurs. And while striving to bridge the gap between traditional accountants and business owners, she makes finances simple and easy to understand. So whether or not you are just starting out or have been in business for years, Lorianne's mission is to help you feel at peace and in confidence with your finances. I'm so excited for today's episode because not only is she going to share some of her simple, simplified bookkeeping and finance tips, but we are going to dig into year-end finances and year-end bookkeeping, and she is going to give you a list of things to do to make sure that your finances are on track for the new year. You're definitely going to want to take notes on this one. Hi, Lorianne. Welcome to the Crush the Rush podcast. Finally, how are you? I'm good. How are you? Thanks for having me. I'm excited. I'm so excited. We've been talking about having you on for a while. And the fun part is, is Lorianne is actually from Columbus. She's on a lot of pictures in our website, which is super cool. We like to bring in people who live here. And she's part of our mastermind community, which is also very awesome. But we want to talk about your story today and how you got started and what you're doing. And I think what you do is just so amazing for women business owners to really help them understand their finances and make it simple. So tell us a little bit about how you got started with all of this. Yeah, I think it goes back to like my childhood and growing up. My parents both like they had businesses. It was just like part of my life. And from an early age, I saw obviously you have to see what finances do. And before I get into all of that, I am a bookkeeper, a CFO specifically for service-based female entrepreneurs. And so I saw the importance of knowing your numbers and having a good handle on that from just watching my dad run his business growing up. And I started working for him in the bookkeeping realm. I don't know, probably like at 14 or 15. And I just was like, this is what I want to do. But I thought I wanted to go be an accountant, CPA, do all the tax stuff. And as I started venturing down that path, working for a CPA firm, I started noticing this disconnect between the accountant and the business owner. So, you know, a lot of times people go in at the end of the year, get their taxes done. They're all stressed out because they don't have everything put together. They don't know what's going on. The accountant files the taxes and then you're kind of left alone the rest of the year. And you're like, what does this actually mean? How do I use my numbers to grow my business? Like, 
what are my numbers actually telling me? How do I do my bookkeeping? So I saw that disconnect and I didn't want to be a one time. I see my clients one time a year and just like cross them off a list. I wanted to help them grow their business, walk through the ins and outs of what's happening, really show them what their numbers are saying, but in a simple and clear way to where it's not overwhelming and scary and all the things that a lot of times people think of whenever they think of bookkeeping and taxes and finances. So now I am in the online space, which is super fun because like Holly said, I am in Columbus and I'm starting to like get plugged in, in that community there. And it's, it's really fun to be in person a lot of times. Cause I don't yeah. get that a lot, yeah. but yeah, it's, it's just been a fun journey and yeah, a crazy past like two and a half years. Yeah. I think it takes, well, I wrote down, like you have to have like a really special talent. I think to be able to love accounting and tax season, right? Because <laughs> I think I'm like the exact opposite. Like I, I have a master's in business. So obviously I've taken my share of like finance classes, but they were never my favorite. So I think it's really cool when you find somebody who is like passionate about numbers and can like truly help you understand them. And I think the most important thing you said was realize that like knowing your numbers can be so powerful. And I actually think that's one of your like, secret talents is because you really do make understanding your finances and understanding bookkeeping simple, right? Like it doesn't have to be complicated. So I want to get into some monthly planning and some tips that anyone that's listening can maybe apply. But I think to start, I would love it if you could share like two or three things that you would recommend just to keep your finances or bookkeeping simple. Yeah. And I think it comes down to determining how you're going to be doing it. So if you're in the stage where you are doing your own bookkeeping and you either are in a spreadsheet or QuickBooks or zero or some type of thing, everyone's different in what they like to use. So it's coming down and being like, okay, I need to completely understand the system that I'm using. So if you're in QuickBooks, QuickBooks self-employed, honestly, don't use QuickBooks self-employed. Okay. Let's just, (laughs) but if you're in QuickBooks and you don't know what you're doing, maybe it's time to switch to just doing a spreadsheet. You might have a clearer picture doing that. Or if you are in QuickBooks, take a course or do something that you understand what you're doing, because that makes it a lot easier. If you understand how to do things, you're going to be more keen to like actually do it. So make sure you understand how you're going to be doing your bookkeeping and then also plan it in your month. So maybe you do it every Friday or on the 1st and the 15th or once a month. I don't recommend going any less than once or any, yeah, any less than once a month, but just make sure that it's getting done and you put it like you schedule it into your calendar. And like, I still have to do that for myself or else my books get behind because I'm always focusing on like my client work. So I have to put on my calendar like a few hours and I'm going to go in and look at my bookkeeping. I'm going to reconcile my bank accounts. I'm going to look at our projections and see how we've hit them. And if we need to cut things, if my investments have paid off, like all that kind of stuff, but just key them in and put them in your calendar or else like, it's just going to get shoved aside because a lot of times you don't really want to just open your computer at the end of the day and reconcile your bank accounts. And I would say the last tip to make, like to put it in every month and make it easy is just to like shape your mindset around, like they don't have to be scary. And it's just like clear facts and looking at it as it's either going to tell you that you did better than what you thought of, which is great. And you're going to be excited and encouraged, or it's going to be like, Oh, you know what? My profit margins were a little bit lower, but that's okay. Like now I know where I can change to make the next month better. So like reshaping your mind of like, this is going to help you continue to grow. It's not something that you should be like ashamed or scared about. 
Yeah. I love that. I always say facts, not feelings. And I think one of the things that I've done as a business owner is just know that the, the numbers that you see are telling a story, right. Of what's happening. And then the power comes in being able to look at those numbers and then make decisions that are going to help you shape those numbers in the future. So you kind of went into a little bit about what you would do, you know, if you were going to incorporate bookkeeping into your monthly planning, which is once a month, go in, reconcile your numbers, keep it simple. I love the spreadsheet idea. I want to get into outsourcing a little bit because it's a big question that I always get. And it's like, how do you know if it's the right time to outsource? So if you are thinking like, yeah, this sounds great, but I'm never going to be the person that is going to reconcile my numbers. How do you know it's the right time to outsource a bookkeeper or in your case, like a CFO type team member on your team? Yeah. And I think, so a bookkeeper is like the first step and then looking forward. And I have a lot of CFO clients come to me whenever they're growing like agencies or team members and stuff, but taking a step back and being like, you know what? I really I'm thinking like, I don't know what's going on. I don't know how maybe I need to outsource it. And so at that point, I want you to ask yourself, like, do I love doing my bookkeeping? Do I understand what I'm doing? Do I have the time to do it? And am I in this for the long haul? And I actually like ask myself these questions. And I'm pretty sure you probably ask yourself like the same things whenever you think about ask, like outsourcing Holly. But I ask myself those whenever I outsource and I ask potential clients or people that are like, well, am I ready to outsource? And it might be like, Hey, I don't have the time. Like I have a lot of wedding photography clients and they're like swamped right now. Not like when we're recording this. So we're in October and they're just like, I don't have the time to do this. So there's your answer. Cause it has to be done. Like you can't just let it go. And then the next one would be, do I like it? And do I enjoy it? Do I understand it? And if you enjoy your bookkeeping and you understand it, then do your own bookkeeping. Like I I've had people come to me and like, I have a specific discovery call that I've had. And she was like showing me her spreadsheets and her QuickBooks account. And she's like, yeah, this is how I do it. And I'm like, why, why are you on this call? And so if you love it and you understand it, then by all means do it. But you might get to the point where you love it and understand it, but you don't have the time for it. And you could be making money and doing other things. So you got to also play that in. And then also, if you're in the long haul, like you're going to have this business for years and years and years, and you want to continue to grow, you have to have those numbers that are actually accurate to be able to base your decisions off of. Yeah. I love that. Can we go into that last piece that you just said? You have to know the numbers to base your decisions off of. Are there certain numbers that you look at every month that you, whether it's profit margin or whatever it might be that you think would be helpful for people to work towards being able to have? Yeah. I think the, the, biggest thing, and it's almost probably the most simplest thing is making sure you're splitting out your different revenue streams and your income. A lot of times people will just like group it into sales and they're like, oh, I've hit like five, 10, 15 K months, but like, what is driving that? And so what's going on might be something that's different than what you think. I've had a client that she was a photographer and a web designer, and we have switched her business to now fully web and brand design because she started seeing like, Hey, I was spending a lot of time on these photo shoots, but my web design was making a lot more money and it was less work for me to market that. So we have shifted her business to go that route. And it's like blown up now because that's what she was Mm -hmm. good at and what she loved to do. So see where your energy is being spent and your time. And if you're spinning out ads too, like that's a whole nother thing. You just got to see where that's coming in. And as well as like looking at your expenses and where are you putting your money out to, 
And then you can kind of take that and cut back there if you need to. I'm not, I'm not a huge person of just like, you have to just slash your expenses all the time, but you can just look at your income and be like, okay, where can I drive more revenue to be able to support what I want to do? Another one that I think a lot of people miss is looking at their cash flow because your cash flow is different than your profit and loss. And your profit and loss statement, which is basically your income with your expense and then what you're left over at the end of the month, that can be telling a little bit of a different story than what your like cash flow is telling you. So maybe you're profiting. You have a great month you see on your profit and loss statement. I great month I profited three, four thousand dollars, let's say, or more than that. And then you're like, but where's my money in my bank account? Well, mm-hmm. all those target trips that you put on like your business <laughs> on your business card that you put to personal, all of those owners' draws that you took or distributions those things will get put on the balance sheet or even paying off a credit card. Like you won't see, you won't see that on your profit and loss. And so people need to look at the full picture on the cash flow side as well. And there is a report, it's called the cash flow statement. And you can look at that also. And that kind of tells you where your money was at. And so strategically thinking like, okay, well, if I'm having these expenses show up on my profit and loss this month, I'm going to be paying that credit card next month. So making sure that you have that money to be able to pay off that credit card. So that's, it's kind of like a full, full picture and a working in part and puzzle piece, but you have to kind of dig deep. And the biggest thing is make sure you have an explanation for every single number that you see. So if you don't have an explanation, find it because that's going to help you in the long run. Yeah. That sounds like my husband. He's like, where did this come from? And then I'm like, (laughs) I don't know, Target, Amazon, (laughs) but it's, I mean, I do agree though. Like you have to be able to, and it does take a little bit of time to reconcile every single number back to something so that, you know, like even for us, when we're sending out like client gifts or planning mastermind retreats or all of those things add up. So I think it also going a little bit into pricing when people ask like, Hey, what should I price my offer at? Well, what does it cost you to put it on? Right. Like you know, sometimes digital things are less expensive than in-person things, but there's a cost to all of it, right? Like all of your software costs, all the things that you're paying for in your business, any other sort of tips that you would give us that maybe we could do on a monthly basis to just help keep our finances simplified and help us understand the data better. Yeah. I think I, the biggest thing that I would say, even for myself is you need to have a budget. And I know a lot of people get like, Ooh, like I don't want to have a budget, but it comes, it really does come back and like looking at it as, okay, it's going to be a projection. This is all that I'm doing is projecting what's going to happen. And I'm the one that tells myself what to spend. So I'm the one that creates my own budget. So if I want to go and spend money on and have a bunch of client gifts go out, I'm going to do that. And I'll put that in my budget, but make sure you have an idea of what's going to happen or else it's really quick to like, it happens really fast that you just spend money, especially mm. when you're really like, Oh, it's just a business expense and I'll do this. And here's my credit card. <laughs> like it's a tax write-off. And then it's like, where's your money going? So make sure you have like a budget and plan and how to do that. You have to have the past couple months of data to be able to be like, okay, what's happened? What's my income looking like? What's my growth looking like? And then put that in and kind of plan out month by month what you project to have. And then also like paying yourself. So Holly, you probably know, like working with a lot of people that people don't really pay themselves all the time. I know. I did it for a long time and I was like, oh my gosh, I really need to do this. But I also think it's like a very motivating step 
right? Like even if it's like $50, right? It's like, okay, I'm just, you just have to get in the habit. It's like saving for a 401k. Like you just have to get in the habit of doing it. Yeah. And make it like almost a non-negotiable. Like you are paying yourself. This is your business. You need compensated. And the longer it goes without you like paying yourself, you're going to get burnout and you're going to be like, Mm -hmm. why am I doing this? And you're going to be really quick to like, just shove it out the door because you're like, you're not seeing the rewards on it. So yeah, if even if it's $50, pay yourself $50 and that's a non-negotiable expense that you have to do. So maybe it's cutting back on some of your software and subscriptions so that you can pay yourself. Because what that's what, I mean, we're all in this is to be able to support our personal life. And so we need to see what do we need to do in our business to be able to support our personal life. And also knowing like, hey, look, we have trips coming up. I know Holly, like you're really big on taking family trips mm-hmm. and we are too. And so it's like, okay, well, if I want to take a trip over to Europe, how am I going to be able to do that? Okay. Maybe it's launch a new course or do something like this and look at the numbers and seeing where you can plug that in to where you can increase your profit a little bit to be able to bring that home. So you can spend time with your family. Yeah. And I know at least for me, when it was like, okay, you have to pay yourself. Cause at first it was like, well, this is just like, we're just playing around. And then it's like, no, this is actually real. Like we're going to pay yourself. And then you start to think like, oh my gosh, I have all of these things. Like I don't really need to pay myself. Or at least I did it at the beginning because I was still working full time, but it taught me the habit of, Hey, it is important. And I will say you will absolutely burn out if you don't give yourself some sort of reward. So I think that's really, really great mm-hmm. advice. And I know as sort of the year is coming to an end and we're like in the holiday season, do you have any tips with like, year end and like what to do and what not to do. I know you're super passionate about certain things and you've like told us inside the mastermind, like, don't wait to do this. So any tips from a like CFO perspective on what to do as we sort of wrap up the year? Looking more at tax season, because that's the biggest, biggest thing is like, okay, got to get taxes involved. If you're like mixing your business and your personal expenses, like stop right now, like go, go and split them out (laughs) uh, because you don't want to get through holiday season and spending time with family and all this stuff. And if you're launching new offers, like there's just a lot of stuff happening over the next couple of months. You don't want to get in like February and be like, holy crap. Like I haven't done anything. There's random transactions. I don't know what that like Amazon purchase back in February of 2022 was, was it business or personal? Like you don't want to have to do that. So just plug in like a few hours and just like go through and separate them out and then make sure you're just set up for success in the future. Like if it's not separate, get a different savings or checking account and then keep them actually keep them separate. So go through, do that, make sure all your income's recorded. It matches whatever like invoicing software you're using. If it's like HoneyBook, Dubsado, whatever it is, make sure you are looking at the numbers and being like prepared. So if you are looking and being like, Hey, I have $50,000 in profit or $40,000 in profit, just know that you're probably going to have about $10,000 in tax there that you're going to have to pay if you haven't paid for, like if you haven't put in estimated taxes. So just be prepared and think through like, okay, this is where I stand. Tax season is coming. And how much have you paid into estimated taxes? Like, are you going to need to owe more? Another one that people like kind of freak out about, but like forget to the last moment is 1099s. So that's a big one. So if you pay via cash check or bank transfer, you are required to do a 1099. Now, if you pay someone through like HoneyBook, PayPal, goods and services, a credit card, anything like that, they actually take care of what is called a 1099K. So you don't have to send out 1099s. And these are all for like your subcontractors and stuff. But if it's cash check, bank transfer, 
you better go get like the W9 right now. That way you have the information to where as soon as you like sit down to do your 1099s, you have that information, you can go do that. And you can do it online. It's like 1099 or tax 1099 is what I use for my clients. And so it's super fast, super simple, but just make sure you're prepared and are thinking about it. We're starting to go in through our clients' accounts and be like, okay, do we need a 1099 anybody? And making sure we're understanding what's going on with that. I don't know. Another one would probably be, so as we're closing out the year, and I know Holly's huge about planning. I love it because I'm like planned out my next like six months. I know, <laughs> me too. Worth. We got like all of 2023 mapped out. We're ready to go. Yeah. And so I'm sure you've done like projections, right? And looking at like what you're thinking is going to happen. So finish out the year in December and let's project for 2023 and see how things are going to go. In fact, the other night I was watching a show and I sat down and did my 2023 projections for like my income and stuff. And I was just like, oh, this is so fun and so cool. Like it just gives you like a little boost of motivation. So on the planning side of things, that's probably what I would do. Yeah, I love that. I also love like if somebody's listening, they're like, oh my gosh, like how do I do this? Like at the beginning, I do think your advice of just using a spreadsheet is totally fine. Like you can list out your projections. At least this is what I did initially of like, okay, here's like the five courses that we're going to sell. Here's how many I want to sell. And here's when we're going to do it. And it's just, it helps you understand like what's coming, maybe what you need to do differently if you have certain income goals. And so I think like, I love the idea of like turning Netflix on and like making it fun and like sort of like ditching the mindset that like numbers have to be scary. So I feel like we could go into a million directions here. There's so much to talk about, but those year end tips that you just gave, I think will be super, super helpful for anyone listening. Before we wrap up, we like to do some rapid fire questions and we've been changing them up. So my first question is what's your favorite business app that you use? Voxer and Slack. I've kind of gotten more into Slack with like my team and stuff. And I kind of like Slack, but man, I like Voxer's always going. Yeah. Did you know that you could leave voice messages on Slack? I did not know. Yes. That. It's like, yeah. now I'm like, huh. And maybe I like that better. I like um, Slack. You can keep it more organized. Like it's more yeah. organized in there. Yeah. I agree. What's your current coffee order? Starbucks would probably be pumpkin cream cold brew. Oh, so yummy. They're really good. Uh, what is one item on your Amazon wish list or something that you've been wishing oh. for? Oh boy. Amazon. <laughs> I don't know what one item is because I have a lot. Yeah. I don't know what one is. We're getting ready to do a house renovation and move. So I have like all kinds of house stuff on there, like organization, probably like organization, like bins and stuff. Cause I like to have everything organized. Yeah. Do you like, I always like fill my cart and then I just let it sit there for a while. Are you like a cart filler? Oh yeah. I like have so many tabs open with like furniture for the new house of like yeah. all these like pottery barn. Like I have like five places things in my car and just sitting there. That's so fun. Okay. Well, you have just given us so much knowledge in such a short amount of time. And I know you have some amazing resources. So first, why don't you tell where the listeners can learn more about you and some resources that might help them? Yeah. So you can head over to my website, lauriankuntz.com. There is a deduction like guide on there. So as we're wrapping out the year, not sure what classifies as a business expense, tax deduction. Don't really know what that is. That can be found at lauriankuntz.com slash deductions. And then you can find me on my Instagram at lauriankuntz.co. Yeah. So you guys can all connect with Lorian. I have one bonus question and that's because you're one of our awesome mastermind members. 
So if you are thinking about joining the mastermind or just joining our community, what is one of your favorite things about the community? I don't know. I've met a lot of really cool people. Like I, I talk to them a lot. And so I think it's really fun, the community and just like, especially whenever you're in the online space that you don't like get to have that like support and encouragement. I think that was to be the biggest thing there. Yeah. I love that. It's so fun to see you in person too, which is extra special. We have a couple, a handful of us that are actually in Columbus, but thank you so much, Lori Ann. We are going to post all of your resources in the show notes. Make sure you reach out to her. She has some awesome things on her website and thank you again. Yeah. Thanks. Thank you so much for tuning into this episode of the Crush the Rush podcast. I honestly feel like this podcast is an extension of me and our community. And so I hope you come back and listen for more. If you're feeling inspired and ready to take action, there's actually some really amazing ways that you can stay connected with us. Number one, if you want to see this episode come to life with visuals and bonus behind the scenes, you can head over to our YouTube channel, which is at Holly Marie Haynes. We like to post some bonuses there. So I hope that you're excited to learn more about these topics. And then as always, you can leave a review. Your feedback helps this show grow and reach more amazing listeners just like you. We've made it really, really easy. You can simply go to hollymariehaines.com forward slash podcast and click the review button. You can also find custom playlists and more to just say thank you and offer you another amazing way to give you some support. And then last but not least, if you have questions about today's episode or a topic that you would love to have covered in the future, you can just go to hollymarriehaines.com forward slash chat. And it's me behind the scenes answering all the questions. You can text me, send me a video, leave me a message. It's super cool. And like I said, I hope that this podcast is just an extension of our relationship together. So remember that you are capable of achieving incredible things. Keep up the amazing work and I can't wait to connect with you more. I am so grateful for you and the power of community that this podcast has created. It is just so amazing to be able to connect with all of you over the last couple of years because we've actually had this podcast for almost three full years now. And because of that, I wanted to just get to know you better. So I would love it if you would head over to hollymariehaines.com forward slash chat and tell me what you think of this episode. You can text me, voice message me, send me a video, email me and ask me anything. I'm a real human. And yes, it's me on the other end answering the messages. So I would love to know, like, what did you like about this episode? What would you like to hear more about? Did something resonate with you? Or maybe inside this episode, I gave you a keyword to learn more. If I did, you can just pop this keyword into the chat. And this is a way for us to connect and chat more. So just go to hollymariehaines.com forward slash chat. And I can't wait to hear from you. 